What a feed. Try to get stick on stick, limit those assisting plays. Passes off. There's the cut and a goal. Absolutely mind-blowing. Terrific save. She takes it and scores. They don't make excuses. They keep believing. The woman up, they get the extra possession out of the false start. And there it is. A flamethrower from the stick. They turn. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back to Chicks of Sticks, everybody. I'm Ashley. And I'm Delaney. And this is episode 28. 28. Big 2A. Woo. Oh. What'd you say? I okay. said let's go. Sorry, say it again. Let's go. Perfect. Okay. Nice and clear. <laughs> nice and crisp and clear. Um yeah, 28. I just feel like I don't know. Even though the last one was 27 and logically the next one to come is 28, I still feel like it's a huge milestone and a huge step. Um, I mean, 28 is, it's just, it's such a random number, but still. It's a good number. I guess I, there was nothing that that was built on. No fact. I don't know why I said that. The amount of numps that numps. (laughs) Yeah. Word. (laughs) It's the amount of days. February what it's the amount of days are in February which is what I was that's talking. what you were gonna say it's the amount of numps were you trying to say numbers I don't know okay well I think I was thinking about months and numbers and days and then numps came out of my okay well it's over now <laughs> <laughs> oh god um yeah so welcome to episode 28 (laughs) today's episode is basically going to be about um post national championship post unc winning um athletes getting drafted to play professional lacrosse all that kind of stuff um before we get into the meat and potatoes delaney how are you uh not bad you know uh just to preface this episode because i (laughs) every week we sit here and lie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we we bitch for an hour and then we're like not bad i'm actually doing really well living the dream I'm and if you are a white person then you should know that does not mean good did you say if you're a white person yeah i feel like that's something white people say all the time oh. <laughs> i was like wow i didn't know we were gonna get um <laughs> you know whatever anyway that's such a white person saying oh yes it is like i might as well just stand up on an airplane and clap when we land (laughs) i hate that that is one of my biggest freaking pet it's oh so embarrassing i'm like why are you clapping i like i I really i did you expect to land because i did Mm -hmm. did you expect the movie to end at the movie theater i did yeah first of all first of all what are you gonna do boo if we start crashing is that what's gonna happen yeah and also who like who's gonna hear you at the movie theater the only people that hear you clapping after the movie it's not the actors it's not the director it's not you know my compliments to the chef uh there is no one there it's just the rest of us who are also that you clean up all of your trash who doesn't care about their job yeah who's like please stop clapping and get out so i can sweep (laughs) they're like all right pack it up let's go yeah um you know what else is a white person thing to say a white dad thing to say i actually there's like 
don't know if it was a TikTok or a YouTube video, but someone was saying like a bunch of them. And it was like a girl was like trying to hold water in her mouth and he was like reading them and he she was like trying not to spit. Um, and one was like when someone gets their license and they're like, Oh, well, I better be staying off the roads after you get your license or whatever. But then another husband <laughs> they like find a snack they like and they're like, these are dangerous. Yes, 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 yes. Or or Oh my god, when they like see someone they know and oh, then they're like, you in here. here. <laughs> such a good, like security's really lax at this place. Oh and I just know our fathers use both of those. Um absolutely a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Look what the cat dragged in, same kind of vibe. Oh god, I know. I, I say that. I say that. Or I'll like walk into a study room with my friends. I'm like, oh, I guess I have to leave now. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it. Literally, oh, we're turning oh. into our, our white fathers. <laughs> God. But no, honestly, I can't complain that much. Okay. Like, don't. At least not while we're recording. Siren? <laughs> yeah, just a preface for the people listening. It is so nice outside, so I'm sitting on my back deck while we're recording, and that is indeed a siren. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's summertime. I have a nine-to-five and a coaching job, and I get outside almost every day. Yeah. So, really, I'm chilling. Good. Happy for you. Thanks. How about you, Ash? How are things on your end? amazing wonderful beautiful gorgeous um <laughs> no actually like I mean of course there's always things you can complain about but I like actually there's nothing like so pressing that I'm like oh my gosh everything's awful I'm gonna die whatever right. um I'm also working you could call it a 95 because I'm working full-time but it's not 95 it's typically 6 30 to 5 or 6 30 to 4 um <laughs> Today I worked 7.30 to 6, which yes. different, but not really. Um, I would rather work 6.30 to 4. But this morning, so if you don't know, I think we talked about this on the podcast. I um, suffered a back injury a little <laughs> bit ago. Um, so I have not been able to work out for quite some time after my back. Um but I just, I finally renewed my gym membership to the gym that's, that I go to at home. Um, so I'm super excited about that because I enjoy going to the gym and I was really missing it. Mm. Um, so I went yesterday and today, and today I woke up at four 30 to go to the gym and then go to work by seven 30. I didn't allocate enough time to shower. Um, which was okay because I did arms. So I never really get too, too sweaty when I do arms. Um, I didn't have enough time to do a hawker walk either. So I just did arms and la- I did arms for like an hour and then left. Um, did like a little face, face wash, yeah. it wash, whatever the sweat, the sweaty target points. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, but that was, that made me really happy. It is, it, I will not probably be doing that if I have to work at six 30, I'll probably just go after, um, yeah, but I wanted to 3am just doesn't seem great. Yeah. 
no and the only reason I really was like okay with doing that is because last night Delaney and I were supposed to record um and we didn't so I literally went to bed at nine o'clock yeah so and I'm okay with that I'm not I'm not complaining about that I'm really like I like after you said you had a headache and you were like can we do it tomorrow and I was like yes um I I laid (laughs) in my bed and I was like I was like laying in my bed on my phone or whatever and I was like I think that I could go to sleep right now and then I closed my eyes for a little bit and I did and I was like oh I and I woke up at 12 30 and I was like oh I, I could do that <laughs> so then I but I, I like fell asleep with like all of my clothes on and so I was like all right I'm gonna put like something more comfortable on um but still I mean I only ended up sleeping for like seven and a half hours or something like it wasn't like a lot um but it was better than if we would have recorded and I would have went to bed at like midnight so yeah, I understand that so yeah I I am getting back into the gym I'm super excited about that um I'm probably gonna have to go at like crazy times because I work but thankfully my gym is open 24 hours so I'm happy about that we're getting in the in the thick of uh tournament season um almost done with that we only have one more tournament how many more tournaments do you have I have one this weekend I have one this weekend in New Jersey uh-huh and then there is one the weekend afterwards in Hershey that my team has, but that's also the weekend of my sister's graduation. So I will not be attending. Hmm. And then there's one the weekend afterwards. So I have two. But let me tell you, they are exhausting. Uh, yeah. I was freaking delusional when I came home. Like, I was like, I cannot make it up the stairs hardly. I, I need to sit down at the nearest couch. I can't imagine what the players feel like. <laughs> I was like, uh, like, I don't, I feel like I don't remember being that tired after tournaments. Well, I didn't play travel across. So yeah, I mean, I didn't, I mean, the, my tournament team was barely a travel team, but we did play We did play in a couple tournaments. So like I've, I've done multiple games in one day, but even yeah. like I, I played, I played travel softball and we played in tournaments and I mean that's different obviously it's way different but like I still don't remember being that exhausted but like I just I don't know I our last very last tournament our last day um it got rained out and our last game got rained out like we had to finish it halfway because there was a there was lightning and um so I and our tournament was only like an hour a little bit a little bit more than an hour from my house so i yeah. got home we our, our game ended our first game was at 7 50 the game ended early um and so i got home at like 10 30 and i was like um yeah I'm, I'm going to bed and i did and i took a nap and it was amazing and i i'm not a big napper i'm really not but i think it was just making up for lack of sleep because i've been getting up at five o'clock every day yeah that's exhausting but I also yeah. don't I'm sorry I don't I don't like to do things after work like I don't I think I would be motivated enough to go to the gym after work I know I get if I okay well one first of all when I was on the way home from the tournament driving home I was like wow I would give anything for someone else to be driving right now so I could take a nap <laughs> no literally but also if I well because usually I I go right from work to practice 
Tuesday, Thursdays, but on Monday, Wednesday, Friday's different because I'm like the weekend. Yeah. Um, but Monday, Wednesday, if I do not come home and immediately go for my little hot girl walk, it's done. I am on a couch, I am in a bed, I am snuggled, cuddled, and exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to stop talking about it because I'm getting tired. Okay. Well. That being said, speaking of tournament seasons, even though the college lacrosse season is over, there are players that have been drafted. We are lucky enough to have some pro leagues going on, and Ash and I want to talk to you about them. Needless to say, as I'm sure all of you know, um, Athletes Unlimited is really doing, really doing something for women's lacrosse. They really are um so we kind of both did a little bit of did a little bit of research on the athletes themselves as well as athletes unlimited um because they're kind of changing the face of uh women's lacrosse in general i mean i mean they have a lot of other sports programs softball volleyball whatever basically um there was the wpll Yes, the Women's Professional Lacrosse League. And that kind of fell apart in COVID times, to say the very least. Yeah, may she rest in peace. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, may she rest in peace. Um, Athletes Unlimited does have some players that played for the WPLL. But basically, in 2018, this man... God help me with these people. Here we go. Here we go again with the, this is even worse. Like you were, I mean, you were struggling to pronounce some, you were struggling to uh, pronounce Aurora. Um, There's no way you can spell or spell sound out. Patrikoff. Is that it? Patrikoff, Patrisoff, (laughs) Microsoft. (laughs) I feel like it's not soft. I feel like it's cough, but I don't know. So in 2018. John P. um, John P. John Patrickoff is what we're going to go with. I'm so sorry. He was like, oh, at the time he was president of the New York football club. And he was like, now how do we expand professional women's sports? Now, shout out to this King. We love him. We love advocate advocates for the women. Just like brownie point for any man that is like, yeah, I support women's sports because even though some say they do, I they just don't. What? They don't. They don't. Because I'm like, okay, not to pull what every man to me ever. <laughs> Name five pro athletes that are women. Name five pro women's lacrosse players. I bet you can't. I bet you can't. I bet you can't right now. <laughs> um, he was like, how do we expand women's professional sports? So then him and this his co-founder, Jonathan Soros, I hope that is how I say that one. I mean, I feel like that one was good. They were like, um, let's do this thing. And they wanted to create a fans league that was uh, more pro athlete and less like they didn't have owners. It was more so so that fans could follow specific players. And they really just wanted to make it more athlete based and less about, you know, how like a lot of men's okay well basically every other professional sport they 
they kind of don't always treat the athletes the best. Um, obviously, a lot of pro athletes make a ton of money, but like, I think AU is really cool because when I was reading up on it, they do so much for their athletes. Um, extremely progressive. It's actually amazing. And it's all about like giving back to the community and I'll get into it later, but I just think it's a very honorable way to play professional sports. So basically they, there is softball, volleyball, lacrosse, and basketball lacrosse, this lacrosse. Oh, okay. Women's lacrosse had its inaugural season in 2021 and in 2022, this will be the second season. Basketball is the most recently added, which had its first season back in January and February, I believe. Um, and then I, I think softball was the first sport that they had and then volleyball and then lacrosse and then basketball, but lacrosse, they start, they play in like July and August, which is pretty cool. So it's a little later. Um, but basically the AU is a network of sports leagues where each player um, can change a team each week. And essentially a player is crowned a champion at the end of each season based on a point system. Um, so I'll just get into a little bit of how the AU plays lacrosse. So the AU lacrosse is a short form and more fast paced than college lacrosse usually is. So they play eight minutes, eight minute quarters. It's a 10 V 10 game with a 60 second shot clock. And it's on a 90 yard by 60 yard playing field, which honestly, I don't know how that compares to like a regular lacrosse field. So that's not super helpful to me. Um, and obviously it begins with a draw. Wait. Sorry. What did you say the, the, the measurements were? Uh, 90 by 60. I think that's the same i think it's i think it's 90 to 110 like it can it can vary in between for length but i think it's 60 yeah. and then so obviously every play begins with a draw and there's um a draw at the beginning of each quarter and the same as like after every goal so that's essentially the same um the only thing that's different is the eight quarters the 10 v 10 play and a 60 second shot clock um so then the next section is like how they score. So teams and athletes win points by their performance. Um, points accumulate after each quarter and for game wins. So each quarter is worth 20 points total and game wins are worth 45 points for each team. And if a game is tied at the end of a quarter, uh, game points will carry over to the next quarter and will be awarded to the winner of that next quarter that's coming up um overtime if there is a tie at the end of the game they have three minute sudden victory overtime and if it's still tied after the overtime period there's a shootout with three shooters on each side and then if it's still tied there's a second shootout with the same structure in place um and then if it's still tied which would be insane it would just end in a tie they would be like enough is enough so then we get down to individual stats. So in addition to team points, every single player that they have has their own points as well that they can earn. And 
even defensive players can earn individual points based on, on their performance, which is a huge win for a goalie and a defender. And I'm just going to read the Hell break. Yeah. Yeah. Huge win. We love to be included. So a goal is 12 points an assist is okay. So anything that is good is plus this can I, when I was reading up on this, all I could think of was Harry Potter and how it would be like 10 points for Gryffindor. Wait, can I tell you something? We just at the daycare I work at, we just started this new thing where we put all the kids on teams and it's like, if you're, you know, if you have good behavior, if you're doing good things, you get points. And if you, you know, have bad behavior or need a consequence, then we take away points. And all I could think of was 10 points for Gryffindor, except is- for 10 points for Little Dipper because it's space themed. <laughs> I'm telling you, group accountability, it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a goal is plus 12 points, an assist is plus four, a ground ball is two points, a draw control is two points, a turnover is minus eight points, a cause turnover is plus 12 points, which is so cool that it is the same amount as a freaking goal because you know what? Cause turnovers, you know, they always say a line that I will always remember and always say like to girls on defense is that started with you and a goal can really start with a cause turnover is where that was going. They literally cause turnovers can literally change a game. Yes. Like they're so important. I know exactly. And I love to see that happening here. A save is plus six points. Goals against is minus a point shot a shot saved. So like if I was to shoot on you and we were on up, obviously we would be on opposite teams. Um, and I like shot a ball that you saved, it would be minus two points for me. A two point goal is plus 16 points, which I'm going to be real with you. I don't understand how that is possible. Um, and we'll get back to the people on that. Um, a yellow card is minus four points. A red card is minus eight. A shot clock violation is plus two points for the defensive team, minus two points for the offensive team, including those players on the bench. Change of possession on shot out of bounds is plus 12 points to the to the defender awarded possession. And a cause turnover from a yellow card on an offensive player is plus 12 points. This is where I get a little bit confused. Um, it says if a goalie has eight saves, five goals against and two ground balls, they would be awarded 47 points. So I'm assuming that works in intervals. Um, So eight saves times six points per save is 48. Five goals against is minus five, two ground balls times two points per ground ball is four. And so if you put all that together, 47. Um, And then also after each game, players and members of the unlimited club, which is something that you can sign up for through their website, will vote for three players who that they have, they felt had outstanding performances. And those players points will be added to the players individual totals. So for the number one MVP, it's plus 45, number two, 30, third is 15. And then I'm just going to talk about how they draft a little bit. So after the last game of every week, the top four, the top four point scorers 
get named team captains and then they get assigned one of the team colors based on their standings. So there's gold, orange, blue, and purple. And the team captains can consult with anyone that they want prior to the opening draft for the next week, including athletes and limited staff, former coaches and teammates. And then during each week during the draft, every team captain is allowed up to two minutes to pick their player. And then once a player is selected, their team captain can consult with them for further decisions. And then after all 56 players have been given a team, they will prepare for the upcoming matches uh, to see who will play. And I just think it's really cool because it really highlights all the different players specifically. And I think it just gives more credit where it's due. Cause like, you can't really just be like, Oh, I like the blue team. Well, Johnny, the blue team's changing every week. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you with that one. I think that's re- like, I think that's a great, I mean, obviously the points are kind of confusing, but I think it's a super interesting way to, like you said, highlight the athletes. I think that um, it's important. I don't know. Like, I feel like with, I mean, with regular sports or like just, you know, sports that are um, points are awarded by a team as a whole, which is great for camaraderie and whatever. But I feel like professional athletes should be I kind of almost feel like they should be judged more on an individual level that rather than on a team level. Yeah. And I think that that, we have them rotating. Yeah, especially because like so many, I mean, in football, I mean, I'm, I don't follow like a ton of sports really closely besides like football and hockey and football a lot more so than hockey, but like football players really do be out here changing teams a lot. So I think that's something that's a really big deal because like, not only are you getting points or getting points taken away from yourself, but like it shows before like you get points for your team like your turnovers cost your teammate points like it's a big deal yeah um so now ash can go in and talk about the individual players a little bit more and then i'll talk about like why i think au is why i think au is a model professional league and every pro league needs to be doing more yeah. Okay. So first what I'm going to do is talk about the um, draftees from this year. Um, there were 15 athletes drafted this year, which is super cool. I feel like that's a lot. I mean, not that, you know, not that this is, you know, a, it's an old hat kind of thing, but I feel like 15 feels like a lot to me and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So first I'm just going to read who they are and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about them. So obviously number one, we have Charlotte North. <laughs> um, we have Jamie Ortega, Emma Trenchard, um, Aurora Accordingly, Taylor Moreno, Sydney Watson, Courtney Taylor, um, Ali Mastriani, Lauren Gilbert, Jill Giardi, Paulina Defada, Livy Rosenwig, Emily Horoshuk, Ali Palermo, and Ariel Weissman. Yeah, so obviously UNC, big poll. Literally. Um, We've got a lot of big names here. So just to recap a little bit about these athletes, obviously Charlotte North changing the face of lacrosse Shocker. has been, has been referred to as the female Paul Rabel um, by myself. Um, <laughs> she broke the um, all time like career goals 
I think it was 341. She broke it at 342, obviously. Um, she ended her career with um, 358, I believe. She won the Twarton Award two years in a row. She had 102 goals in her senior season. Um, obviously, she's a huge name and she's a force. And as much as I could talk about her all day, we I think uh, some of these other athletes deserve some praise as well. Jamie Ortega, she played for UNC, obviously. Um, attack. Um, she's a four-time All-American. She is UNC's career leader in goals at 334 goals and points at 466 points. She's second in all-time NCAA lacrosse history with 458 points um, and 329 goals. Unfortunately, she never won a Twarton Award. We're really sad about that. We really wanted we would really wanted her to pull through for that one. Jamie Ortega, again, another force. Next, we have Emma Trenchard. She played defense for UNC. Um, she is also a four-time All-American. She finished her career with 104 ground balls, 61 cause turnovers, and 59 draw controls. She is also a member of the U.S. national team, which is awesome. Next, we have Aurora Accordingly, played attack at Maryland. She actually started at Johns Hopkins um, and then moved to uh, Maryland as a graduate student, which is super cool. She ranks sixth at Johns Hopkins with career assists at 66 assists and ninth in points at 182 um, and 10th in goals at 160 or I'm sorry 116 to rank fourth in the nation with points um, this year she was a Twarton award finalist she was the big 10 attacker of the year she was a first team all-american for USA lacrosse this year as well Taylor Moreno we all know we all know that we love this girl um, she's a freaking brick wall. She's awesome. She's a goalie. She's a goalie at UNC. If you live under a rock, she ranks first in all-time career saves for the, for UNC, um, 651 saves. Absolutely. Absolutely insane. Like that's, that's crazy. That's a lot. Um, uh, she's a three-time All-American and she was a Tartan Award finalist last year. And she was on the list this year, didn't even make the finalist, which I think is absolute BS. She was goalkeeper of the year, IWLCA goalkeeper of the year, and ACC defender of the year. Her save percentage was 0.522. Like being a, I was going to say being a, like at a, that level, but literally winning the the NCAA championship in lacrosse and having a 0.522 save percentage is absolutely insane. Yeah, that's a bit mind-boggling to be honest. Uh, like she was I mean they were undefeated this year and they wouldn't have done that without Taylor Moreno. Yeah. Case in point. Yeah. Next, we have Sydney Watson, another amazing player. She's a midi at UConn. She was the first team All-American in 2021 and Big East Midfielder of the Year. She had 205 goals to end her career and 271 points. She had 526 draw controls. And that's that's ranking fourth in NCAA history, which I don't that sounds that sounds like uh, sounds, to me that sounds higher than fourth, but Still that ongoing. is that's over a hundred draw controls a season. I mean, yeah, <laughs> correct, correct. Um, did you, did you uh, do a fifth year? 
she did i'm pretty sure yeah okay yeah that's wild um she repeated as the unanimous big east midfielder of the year in 2022 um she had 166 draw controls her last year 81 points and 58 goals that's absolutely insane 166 draw controls yeah that's awesome (laughs) um okay next we have courtney taylor easy name (laughs) um love that courtney taylor played defense for bc um she started at temple and she had 139 ground balls and 85 turnovers there um she was a third team all-american at temple and she was a she was first team for the American Athletic Conference there when she transferred to BC. She was named the um, USA Lacrosse Magazine. She was named. She was named to the 2022 USA Lacrosse Magazine All-American Second Team, um, First Team All-Region, and Inside Lacrosse First Team All-American um she's another amazing defender big big brick wall vibes um next we have ali mastriani she played midfield at unc uh, i love her i know <laughs> she was another one she's another one to add to the list she was a torn award finalist um she finished her collegiate career with 140 points, 117 goals, 23 assists. Um, she has 360 career draw controls. She ranks first time, first all time in UNC record books for the draw controls. Um, she actually had a draw or a draw, yeah, a drawstring injury. <laughs> she actually had a hamstring injury her first two years at UNC. Um, so like if those point if those stats seem low it's because it's over two years <laughs> um so and she still did all of that in two years yeah exactly because i mean like quote unquote if they seem low like um it's just because all of the other women on this team are or on this list are four to five year athletes and ali mastriani did all this in two years so she's I mean, awesome. pop off sis. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, next, we have Lauren Gilbert. She was an attacker at Northwestern. Um, she was named the IWLCA All-American first team for the second straight season. Um, she ranks fifth, fifth nationally in goals with 79 goals and ninth in points with 106 points. She scored 220 career goals, um, in, and that's fourth in Northwestern. Northwestern's program history. Um, she was also named the USA Lacrosse Magazine All-American Second Team and the Big Ten First Team All-Conference Honors in 2021 and 2022. Um, next, we have Jill Girardi. Um, she was a MIDI at Northwestern as well. Um, she was a First Team All-American Honors 62 points, 52 goals, um, and she averaged 9.6 draw controls per game. That's second highest in the country. Um, she finished with 
273 draw controls and 84 goals and 21 assists. Um, next, we have Paulina Defada. She's a goalie at the University of Pittsburgh. Like, literally, absolutely insane. She started at Fairfield University, where she was on the all-rookie team. Um, and she then transferred to Elon University, where she set a single program record with 160 saves for a single season. That's awesome. She transferred to Pittsburgh. Um, in their first season as a team, as a, not a club team. Um, and she earned IWLCA all region second team honors and set the ACC championship record for 37 saves in a single tournament and 19 saves in a single game. Um, she finished her collegiate career with 661 saves and a 0.493 save percentage. Which is pretty stinking. Wow. Yeah. I think that was more saves than Taylor Moreno. Okay. Next we have Livy Rosenweg. Um, she was an attacker at Loyola. She holds eight school records at Loyola for career assists at 230, career points at 439, and single season assists, single season assists at 70, and points at 116. Single game assists, eight set in 2018. And she is also the Patriot League record holder for 230 career assists. Um, she is one of two players in the NCAA history with more than 200 career goals, more than 200 career assists. Um, that's insane. More, th there's only two people who have had more than 20, 200 goals and 200 career assists. Wow. Um, and she's a three-time All-American. Well-deserved. <laughs> As she said. Okay, next we have Emily Harshuk. Um, she's an attacker at Syracuse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> knew, there, knew there was going to be something coming out of that one. <laughs> um, she has led the team in points and goals in three of her six seasons. Um, she had 341 points and 272 goals in her whole career. Um, so she ranks fourth and first all time in Syracuse record books. Um, she missed the 2021 season due to an injury. Um, and she returned for her sixth year, I guess, um, with 63 goals, 24 assists and 87 points, uh, which is the second highest of her career. Um, she is also uh, an IWLCA all-region and three-time all-ACC first-team selection, as well as an All-American in 2019. Um, next, we have Allie Palermo. She's a defender at Northwestern. She has 24 cost turnovers and 37 ground balls in 2022. Um, she also earned first-team all-Big Ten honors. Um, She's a three-time All-Big Ten Conference selection for 2019, 2021, and 2022. Um, she's a inside lacrosse All-American first team. She also had 122 ground balls and 63 cause turnovers. Finally, we have Ariel Weissman, a goalkeeper at the University of Michigan. Um, she's a two-time captain, and she, she was nominated for a Torton Award this year. Again, not a finalist. Um, 
Justice for goalies and defenders, babe. Let's uh let's figure that out. Start that movement. Not gonna hop on my soapbox for that one again again, but it's it needs to be said. Um she had 149 saves and a 0.505 save percentage, leading the team to an 11 and seven record this season. Um, she also earned inside lacrosse second team All-American, IWLCA um, All-Region first team and second team All-Big Ten honors. She finished her career um, ranking second in save percentage with 0.454, um, second in wins, 18, and third in saves, 260. Another amazing brick wall goalie. Um, so we have a pretty good list here of athletes who vary in their um, skills. And I think that they, they put together a pretty good list. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Uh, I would like to give an honorable mention to Emily Sterling. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. I don't know if she was, maybe she turned it down or, or just wasn't drafted or I'm missing something or whatever, but um Emily Sterling was named the IWLCA National Goalkeeper of the Year this year. Um, she was also the Big Ten Goaltender of the Year. Um, she had a she finished with a 0. .531 save percentage. She had an average save. She had she averaged seven point eight seven saves a game, um, and she recorded the highest save percentage in conference play history at 0. .626. She was <laughs> defensive player of the week five times this season. Yeah, I, that's pretty much all I have to say, but I just think it's kind of BS that A, she didn't, she wasn't a finalist for yeah. Martin Ward, as we've, we've said before, um, and B, that she wasn't um, part of the AU draft. I mean, maybe she was. Again, maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I'm missing something. Those 15 women were from the draft this year. Um, there are quite a quite a few other athletes that have already been on their their pro list. Um, so I'm just gonna give you a rundown of those as well. Um, we have Sam Apuzo, who's an attacker. We have Dempsey Arsenal. She's a midfielder. Alex Ost. She's an attacker. Um, Becca Block. She's a defender. Um, Kristen Carr, defense, Lizzie Colson, defense, Megan Doty, uh, defense, Courtney Fortunato, attack, Katrina Geiger, defense, Katie Glenn, goalie, Amanda Johansson, midfield, Ali Kennedy, midfield, um, Kenzie Kent, attack, Nicole Levy, attack, um, Molly Little, defense, Hallie Maharana, attack, Mary McCool, midfield, Amber McKenzie, defense, Izzy McMahone, attack, Kelly McPartland, midfield, Kerrigan Miller, midfield, Katie O'Donnell, midfield, Kylie Oldmiller, attack, Alyssa Perella, midfield, Kyra Pelton, defense, Shayna Pareka, attack, Sydney Pareka, defense, Britt Reed, goalie, Myra Shane, goalie. Mira Shane, goalie, uh, Ellis Simpkins, defense, Molly Stevens, attack, Sammy Joe Tracy, attack, Taryn Van Thoff, midfield, Taylor Van Thoff, 
midfield, Caroline Wakefield, defense, Haley Warden, midfield, Kaylee Waters, goalie, Molly Wolf, goalie, and Kayla Wood, defense. Yeah, so we have a good mix of um, ages and experience levels, which I think is super cool. Like, because obviously we have drafts from this year, but then we also have people like um, Becca Block, who was like IWLCA Defender of the Year in 2013. Yeah, and so she gets to play again and pop off. Yeah, I think that's absolutely incredible. Yeah, so we have all of these fantastic athletes playing for this wonderful organization that I think is extremely progressive. So I I think it's really great for a multitude of reasons that I will cover momentarily, but I would like to point out that it is the first ever professional sports league to organize as a public benefits corporation. Um, This was actually just announced in, I think, late March, early April of this year. And that means that it is meant to generate social and public good, and it fulfills it through its athlete causes program. So there are 195 athletes associated with AU that participate in athlete causes. And so far, 600,000 has been spread spread across 121 benefiting charities that are handpicked by each of the players. So every single player um, gets to choose a specific charity that they want to support and play for essentially. And they get to do a bunch of different things for the charity throughout their season. And as their time as an AU athlete, um, I will link in our episode information, this nice little, um, letter on their public benefit corporations report, but I will just highlight a few things that I really thought were impressive. So as I mentioned before, there's no owners of the teams here, um, but there is a board, a board of directors, but there's also athlete representation on the board of directors. And there are 25 players throughout the, the four different sports that are on a player executive committee that, uh, kind of works with the board members to talk about what they want as players and just some of the policies that they have that I would like to highlight that I think are really progressive and huge. I mean, a big thing that women face in their careers as is, is having to worry about pursuing their career versus pursuing a family, but they actually have a pregnancy policy and team, um, doctors that they decide to disclose. And if they want to disclose when they're having children, um, because they don't want to promote female athletes having to choose. They also have a transgender and non-binary athlete policy. And, um, the AU recognizes all forms of gender expression and supports those who choose to express their genders beyond the male and female binary athletes may request changes to their name pronouns and gender identity on official publications and listings at any time. Also, if a trans woman athlete or non-binary athlete is being treated with testosterone suppression medication or transition related purposes, they may compete in all AU in an AU league, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I know there's a lot of controversy around that, but I I think that is a step in the right direction. They also have full-time childcare policies for when the players are at practice or when they're at games, which I think is huge. Um, they have racial equity working groups, um, that were formed after the unfortunate murder of George Floyd, 
Um, but it's basically just to proactively seek opportunities to reduce bias and in increase equity in um, women's athletics. And they also have um, a kind of climate change policy and how they're protecting where they play and making sure that all of their stadiums and facilities are being used um, with, are being run with renewable energy and just doing all that they can in that way. And there's a lot more. And I would suggest that you read up on it because it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So yeah. All in all, I think women really popped off with the whole professional athletes thing and are yet again doing something better than the men. So sorry to all our male <laughs> listeners, but they really did it all with this league. Um, I was just going to say, not that all of those things aren't significantly important, but I feel like childcare for professional, for professional women is often overlooked or professional people in general, I guess, like, um, sorry, how, are, how, how is anyone expected to work a full-time job, make a living to pay for a family and then not have childcare provided? Like that's insane. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. As a person, I mean, as a childcare provider, um, it's a lot of work. And people can't just be expected to, I don't know, like work from home. Like you can't always do that. Uh, you And if, I don't know, but I, I think that's amazing. That's a great, that's an, uh, among all those other things. I think that's something that's small. It seems small to other people, but it's huge um, in the grand scheme of things when it's actually being taken care of. Um, so that's, that's amazing. And I think that Athletes Unlimited has gotten uh, quite a handle on things. And I'm, I'm super excited to see what they do in the future for their athletes. I completely agree. I mean, okay, I'm just going to say a little bit more about their climate change policy. Um, as someone who is going to the number one environmental law school, I think they, in December of 2021, they announced a multi-year partnership with Aspiration, which it's the first us-based carbon neutral professional sports league again just being the first in so many different things so with the partnership aspiration which is the world's leader in sustainability as service solutions for consumers and companions they are their official sustainability consultant and they examine the league's carbon footprint and they are developing a plan to change internal practices of the sports emissions for their activities and like, again, all of their facilities and things like that. So I think that is really cool. And also like they're doing a ton for mental health with the organization, um, Premier Sports Psychology, again, huge. Um, so every athlete that plays for them takes the 25 hours of professional and personal skills development um, that is provided to them. Um, it's optional, but all of the athletes have done it so far. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's just like to like get to know not only how to handle mental health on and off the field, but also like to help with 
younger players because they also do a ton off of the play um off of the playing field with youth partnerships um i mean they have they have a they they work with starlings volleyball usa little league softball um and harlem lacrosse as well as city lacks um harlem lacrosse is in new york boston baltimore philadelphia and los angeles um they run a ton of different lacrosse camps and programs for the youth across the United States in those cities in mentoring, um, college readiness, preparation and support. And then City Lacks is New York based. It's a New York based nonprofit dedicated to changing the lives of students they serve through the game. Um, and then they also do things outside of sports like uh, voter engagement, which is pretty cool and encouraging, um, voter election. And they have partnerships with when we all vote and rally to vote to help athletes register to vote, get out to vote and speak up as advocates. And they're proud to say that 100% of the volleyball players, 98% of softball players voted in the 2020 elections. And those were the only two sports that were under AU at the time. So it'll be exciting to see what they do in the upcoming years. Yes, I totally agree. I think, I think they're just, just showing, just seeing what their principal foundation is and what principles they're building their business on I just feel like they're going to go a lot further than um some others in the past I completely that's that's all sports it's not just um you know lacrosse obviously yeah exactly so that's amazing I'm super excited to see what they do and um I'm so happy that these athletes have a place to play professionally and um, be a part of a team that values them as well as values, has a lot of other values that are important. Yep, I completely agree. Because like I've said before, I mean, young women need more of an opportunity to look up to role models and they also know need to know that like these role models if you are someone who is in the limelight then you need to have more of a voice I think than in just one area because you are someone that people look to and you need to be able to have an answer. And I think it's important that each of these women playing on these teams have something that they obviously are very passionate about as they all have their own charities that they support. And also just like a program as a whole. I just think it's fantastic. And it's definitely something that I will be following. Yes, me as well. We'll keep you all updated um, when we have more information on things and when we hear things about um, AU and their athletes. Um, we're super excited. As always, uh, if you guys want to keep up with things, um, you can follow us on Instagram. Um, it's Chicks with Sticks Podcast. Um, you can also email us, Chicks with Sticks Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and until next time, catch you on the flip side. Bye. On the flip side. Bye.